Okay, how do I, how do I follow that, Josh? I don't even know. I don't even know. In the Bible, in the Bible, you have groups of people who are mentioned. So in the nativity story, we have shepherds, we have wise men, we have Mary and Joseph. But one group of people that comes up over and over again in the Bible is a group of people called prophets. And prophets are truth tellers. Prophets tell the truth. That's one of the things that prophets do. And grownups, I got something for you. The truth is always your friend, even when the truth is not welcome. The truth is always your friend, even when the truth is not welcome. And so there's two prophets that I want to kind of talk about today and share some of the things that they wrote. And the first prophet is a man named Isaiah. So if you'll put up my uh, first picture there from the book of Isaiah. So Isaiah wrote and, and lived at a time when things were hard in Israel, in Judah, and in Jerusalem. He lived in the capital city of Jerusalem. And Isaiah warned the leaders of Jerusalem uh, that the Assyrians and the Babylonians were going to come in and they were going to destroy everything. Okay? And so Isaiah was giving them warnings and making accusations against the leaders of Israel and Judah, but Isaiah was also offering them hope, okay? Isaiah was telling them that there was going to come a king that would actually lead God's people into obedience. So you had warning and hope, warning and hope. Um, and one of the things that the God's people were doing at that time, this is going to sound crazy, grown-ups is God's people at this time when Isaiah lived, they were rebellious. In other words, they were basically saying to the prophets and the priests, we want to live life on our own terms. We want to do what we want to do. Don't be telling us this stuff from the Bible and the Torah and God says this and God says that. We want to be the bosses of our own lives and our own destiny. The other thing that God's people were doing at this time is that they were... uh, looking to things other than God to give them meaning and purpose and value, to tell them who they were. And then the last thing that they were doing is that the richest people of Israel were getting rich and rich and rich and rich and richer off of the poorest people in Israel. And so one of the things that they did is that they started buying and selling poor people's land. And I'll get into that in a minute. So in that context, Isaiah says this, and it's in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. And if that's not enough, the prophet tells us this. He will rule with, get this, fairness and justice. From the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity, the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. One of the things that Isaiah truth told about, prophesied about, is that the Assyrians and the Babylonians would come. And that's my next picture. Sure enough, they did. Many years later, in 586 B.C., 
the Babylonian army surrounded the entire city of Jerusalem. They conquered the Israelites. They tore down every stone and every building and smashed everything to pieces, including God's temple. And this was all something that God said was going to happen because the people weren't living up to their end of the agreement, their end of the covenant. God was faithful. God was doing his part, but they weren't doing their part. Another prophet living at the same time as Isaiah is a prophet named Micah. And Micah also wrote about uh, warning, he had warnings and accusations against the leaders of Israel. And then he would have these sections where he was talking about hope. And he was talking about the coming king and how the coming king would be different. And he would rule with justice. And he would be fair. And he would be good. And he would be like a shepherd that takes care of his sheep. Not like the bad leaders of Israel that were eating the sheep and getting rich off of everybody. One of the things that the Israelites were doing at this time is that they were buying and selling the land that belonged to poor people. If you're familiar with Old Testament law, you, you couldn't sell your ancestral land. You could only rent it out for so many years because after so many years, there was a giant reset and everybody's land went back to the original families. And what the Israelites were doing is that they were just buying this land outright and owning it permanently. And it's one of the things that made God very mad. In Micah chapter 5, the prophet says this, But you, O Bethlehem, you are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel will come from you, one whose origins are from the distant past. And so Micah has warnings, and he has expressions of hope. Warnings in that the Assyrians and Babylonians are coming, and they're going to destroy everything but hope that God is going to rise up the true king who will rule with justice and fairness. Now, you kids probably know the answer. Who's the true king that these prophets are talking about? Who, say it with confidence. Jesus. All of these prophets were talking about Jesus. Jesus is the king who's going to rule with justice and fairness. A lot of churches like to put this as their slogan in the next chapter of Micah. Oh no, oh people of God. People of God, the Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So Jesus is born in what town? Bethlehem, which is what Micah just talked about. So Micah's got these warnings and accusations about God's people and the leaders, bad leaders of the time. And Micah and Isaiah have these expressions of hope. But even though people are disobedient, even though people aren't living up to their end of things, God is going to do what he promised. And God is going to bless all of the nations through his people and through the right and true king who's coming, whose name is Jesus. And that's why the first Sunday of Advent is the Sunday of hope. Hope. Even though things were bad in Israel, even though the Assyrians and the Babylonians were coming, God was eventually going to bring something good out of all of that. I know what that's like in my life. In the early months of the year 2000, Jenny discovered that she was pregnant. And we were so excited. We were going to have our second kid, and 
we were already parents of a young toddler and we thought, we've got this, we're gonna do this, this is gonna be great. And a few months into the year, my parents announced, guess what? We're gonna move from Las Vegas and we're gonna relocate to Nicholasville, Kentucky so that we can be near you and help out and be a real help as you parent. And we wanna be involved grandparents and be close. And we were so excited. And after my mom and dad moved here uh, in the summer, Jenny started getting really sick. And she was just sick with one infection after another. And they were putting her on antibiotics that you're not supposed to take when you're pregnant. And I remember one doctor's appointment, we were sitting in the uh, doctor's office and he comes out and this is the OBGYN doctor and he says, Mrs. Vanderpool, you can't get sick anymore. If you get sick, you know, again, we're going to have to put you in the hospital. Like, the, the, the babies, you're struggling with oxygen. This is bad. Like, all of this is bad. This, we've got to lick this infection stuff. And so it was a very, very tough second half of the pregnancy, okay? Lots of sickness, lots of struggle. But it was the first set of holidays with my parents living close. So that Thanksgiving, we didn't have to drive anywhere for the first time. It was so exciting. But I remember Thanksgiving Day getting news that my grandmother, who lived in Indiana, was in the hospital again. And I just had this sense that my dad and I should drop everything and go. And so we did. We got in the car the next day and we drove up there. And it was just a simple thing that she had been in the hospital five times, six times before. But this time was different. And two days later, she died. And that was the exact window when Jenny was supposed to deliver the baby. It was late November, early December. And I remember Jenny and I talking about, should I drive up? Should, should I go? And yes, you should. And it's only three hours. And if I go into labor, you can come back and all of this stuff. And I went to the funeral and this was the woman who had told me my whole life, God's got something special for you. God's got a plan for you, Mark. Keep walking with God, keep trusting God. And now that voice was gone in my life. And I remember being so sad and so disappointed. And then, three days after that, guess what? Jenny goes into labor, and we have a baby. And it's a baby girl, because we wanted to be surprised. We didn't want to know, and so, surprise, now you have a girl. And we had been debating about names. What should we name our daughter? And we knew her first name was going to be Jillian, but we changed her second name to Hope. And the reason we changed her, her middle name for what we had thought we were going to name her when she arrived to Hope was this belief that we had that God would somehow bring something good out of something really, really tough and really hard. And sure enough, I can tell you today, so many years later, what has it been, 23 years later, anytime my daughter Jillian has a smile on her face, anytime she comes up to me and gives me a hug, I'm reminded of the fact that God can bring something good out of something bad. And that's exactly what God has promised through his word, okay? So I wanna pause and pray for us, and then I'm gonna ask, get, give you an opportunity to talk with each other for a moment. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth tellers, the prophets. They say it like it is, and they speak for you, and they pronounce judgment, but they also offer hope. Thank you for their voices. Thank you for the truth. The truth is always our friend. Father, help us to have eyes of faith to see things as they are. And I pray this in Jesus' name. 